This is the Our York Media Podcast, where we talk with the good newsmakers of York County, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Rebecca Hanlon. Welcome to the 2020 season of the Our York Media Podcast. We're back from a short hiatus and are excited to update you on things that are going to look and sound a little different this year. The biggest change, we're dropping the video interviews. You can still listen on our website, ouryorkmedia.com, but we'd really love for you to check out the podcast on your favorite podcast channel, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribing is one of the best ways you can support this programming. We also have some new segments we're adding to the podcast, including recognition of community members doing cool things and shorter interviews so you can get your dose of good news before getting on with your day. If you know someone who might find this podcast interesting, please share it with them. We appreciate your attention. And now for a new segment that's going to be on the podcast, the White Rose Award. This week's award goes to Angie Nugent. In late January, Angie, a Dallas Town School teacher, donated a kidney to her longtime friend, Brandon Cover. Her husband, Adam, who made an appearance some time ago on Neighbors of Our York, said this about his wife on Facebook the night before her successful surgery. It has been edited for time. The person I respect most in this life is my wife. She is a woman, she is compassionate. She moves spiders outside instead of cleaning them off her boot. She gives, she loves, she has resolve and purpose. Boasting is human, but it sits in the back when she drives. My greatest hero is my wife. All I know is that tomorrow my wife is giving part of her body and part of her soul to another human who is just as deserving of her humanity as I am, and who has just as much right to share a healthy life with his family as I do. I believe in my greatest hero, I believe in the heroes she lives for, and I believe that every one of us is on this earth to be somebody's hero. We know Angie and Brandon both have some recovery time ahead of them, and we wish them the best. Do you know someone in York who deserves a little recognition? Nominate them for a white rose. Visit ouryorkmedia.com and you'll find a nomination form under our podcast page. Today we're sitting down with York's very own Eric Himes, a local downtown foodie. You may also see him running around the county, probably attributing to why he can indulge so much in his spare time. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, So Eric, why is York home for you? Well, I didn't plan for it to be. I mean, I I did grow up here, my family's here, Um, but I left in the 90s for work, Um, and I came back, and then I left again for work, and then I came back, and um, it's, um, you know, it took me a while to realize this. I don't think you realize these things when you're younger, but I definitely developed an appreciation for my hometown. Uh, I came back, I started getting involved in the community more and met a lot of people and that's one of the things I like about York. York is a great entrepreneurial, maker, just creative community and uh, there's some great people doing great things. Uh, and it's not just downtown York, it's, it's all over the place. There's great events and activities um, and it's, they're not just activities that uh, require a fee. I mean, we have a great, a great park system here. I'd love to take advantage of that. And as you mentioned, I'm a, a bit of a runner, and um, the availability of outdoor space all over the place is just fantastic. Yeah, nice, very good. 
So what's the story behind the hashtag Eric's always eating? When I started posting photos and I, I had never had a very big social media footprint. I was late to the game and from a Facebook standpoint and um, friends actually convinced me to just sign up with that and get on board with that. Okay. Which kind of led to Instagram. So, um, I don't know. I, I saw other people posting photos and I guess I wanted to help downtown uh, restaurants and, and restaurants in general in the area and kind of document being a foodie, kind of document my food adventures um, no matter where they were. Um, and I eat out a lot. I, I, I mean, I like to cook also and yeah. I, I do make food yes. pretty often but I do like to, to eat out and uh, um, people started commenting that it seems like that's all you ever do like Eric you're always eating so it really became an attempt for me to kind of control the narrative with it okay and take ownership of it and say yeah, well yeah I do always eat so <laughs> here see some photos about what I'm eating today yeah and it really kind of blossomed from there it uh it, it did end up helping me make like a lot of connections with people. Um, a lot of people reached out to me for suggestions about, you know, hey, I'm, I've got people in town tonight, where can we go? You were kind of an expert event? in this yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And it really introduced me to a lot of um, different restaurant owners and other entrepreneurs. And in the end, it really helped me get even more involved in the community. Very cool. So your profession is in insurance, and we were actually talking a little bit about that before we started recording. Um, but you've also dabbled in a chocolate business um, that's currently on hiatus. You mentioned to me ahead of time you were taking a little bit of a break with it. How does the chocolate side of things fit into your life? Well, in terms of history, it was something that uh, I started doing after I graduated from college. You know, uh, Not having a lot of money, a lot of student loan debt and looking for things to kind of do on the cheap for friends and family, but, but something that's unique. It's not the typical um, gift card or, or whatever. Yeah. So um, I, was, I was dating someone whose family had a catering business and they would occasionally make candy and we started making candy and it just kind of really blew up from there. Uh, we started making a few, just a few simple things, but I, always had to up my game every year and I would start adding different types of things and learning different techniques. And people always asked me um, if they could buy it from me or if I would be willing to sell it or I should start a shop, the, the typical things yeah. that you hear. And I always resisted for the longest time. And it was about five years ago where um, I was just going through some stuff in, in my life like we all do. And, made a change and I said, you know, I'm going to start saying yes to stuff. I'm going to start saying yes to opportunities when they present themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, a friend approached me around Valentine's Day and said, I know you don't sell it, but I'd really like to buy some from you because I want to give some to all the teachers at my kids' school. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I'm going to do that. But in my head, I said, well, if I'm going to do this for you, I might as well ask some other people because it it's hard to make like a small batch of candy. Sure, yeah, make it worthwhile. Yeah, and I ended up with very little effort selling about 25 pounds of chocolate okay. that year. And um, so I, I did the same thing for Easter, did the same thing for Mother's Day, and um, I said, you know, I, and being someone who's in insurance, I started to get worried about liability issues. And I said, 
<laughs> should probably make this a legitimate uh, operating entity. Get it established. You get insurance, get, you know, get myself the proper um, accreditation for safe food handling right. and, and that type yeah. of stuff. And so I went through that whole process. And um, food for me has always been probably, I guess I would say, like my, my language of love. Mm. And um, so I do like to share that with people. It, for me, it's, you know, if I've shared food with you or I've invited you to, out to a meal, um, it's definitely a sign of appreciation mm. of, on my part for, for you. I know um, with the, the chocolate business, I think I first learned about it because people, you would like randomly give chocolates right. to people and it would, it would almost be like this yeah. surprise, caught you on the street. Yeah. I happen to have some in my pocket. Here you go. It was, you know, as I started doing more with social media and then you start thinking about things like, I guess you would call it guerrilla marketing techniques, yeah. right? And um, it was an easy way for me having attended a lot of events throughout the area, assuming that the temperature cooperates, because it's a tough thing to do in June, July, and August when the temps are 90 Just degrees, carry right? some chocolates around. <laughs> yeah, so I would, I would have them in my pockets, and uh, a friend of ours coined the term pocket chocolates, and so okay. that's how that hashtag came about. A lot of my hashtags just seem to come up in, in, in random encounters, yeah. and it kind of took off from there to the point where Lots of times when I'm downtown, people will come up to me now and ask if I have any chocolate in my pocket. <laughs> Do you so, disappoint sometimes? I mean, sometimes I have to. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I don't have enough, and sometimes my pockets are too small for the demand <laughs> for the day. So uh, I will, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll let the secret out. Sometimes I will keep a, a little uh, cooler in the car with a supply that I, if, if I've run out, I can walk back to the car and and uh, resupply yes, That's funny. For, for long event days. Uh, what's the most memorable experience you've had over a dish or a cocktail? Well, that's, that's an interesting question because so many times it's not the food or the cocktail itself that is the final memory. I, I love fine dining. I love a very crafty cocktail. But, I, I mean, I can, I love a, a, a great bacon cheeseburger and a glass of beer. Um, for me, food is kind of like a, a, a gateway to connection mm -hmm. with people. So I think many times it's the experience that, that goes along with that. Yeah. So it's, it's really tough for me to narrow down. But I, I went to Hawaii one time and... Uh, it was the big island of Hawaii, which is the largest island but has doesn't have the most population. It's very much uninhabited okay. because the center of it is still a big lava flow. Mm -hmm. But uh, the two dormant volcanoes in the center are about 13,000 feet in height. And um, there's actually observatories up there with telescopes. So if you want to, you can, um, you can go up on your own. You can book like a small tour that takes you up there to watch the sunset. And again, you're at 13,000 feet, and people think, well, I'm in Hawaii, why can't I wear shorts? But there's actually snow up there. Okay. There's actually snow at the top there almost all the time. So, uh, you know, part of the, the event that I booked was um, included 
just like a simple simple meal uh, that they cooked um, kind of campsite I guess you would say okay so you, you get up to about 9,000 feet and um, they cook a simple meal for you it was just salmon and rice and some type of dessert I don't even remember what it was I think it was like pineapple cake or something like that um, but then you throw in your parkas and you go up to the top of the mountain and you're above the clouds and you see the sunset and it's just amazing because the day I did it was on a cloudy day so the sun actually kind of sets into the clouds mm -hmm. and it's so quiet because you're in the middle of the island there, there's not a lot of people there and as it gets dark it becomes even more magical because there's no light pollution there's no sound pollution mm -hmm. and you're above the clouds as I said and when you I've never seen that many stars in my life before wow. um, it just doesn't compare to any I don't even know how to compare it if you were to hold up a quarter um, at arm's length and then move that quarter a little bit to find what was behind it there was just so many stars in that little bit of space mm -hmm. it's not what we're used to seeing in some place here like yeah. York so it was kind of uh, inspiring and breathtaking and all and um, like you just didn't know what to say you just had to kind of sit there and and take it in yeah wow very cool that's neat what do you love most about food in York and what do you wish that we had definitely the variety that we have now the the chefs the the restaurateurs are getting very creative I love the way they change their menus on a seasonal basis yeah and they're incorporating a lot of um, seasonal ingredients into the menus um, I love the chef's tables dinners that they do where there's often like a theme and they might pair that with a wine or a beer or cocktail that type of thing I, I love dining that way um, and again like I said just just the variety of places that we have throughout the county in terms of what I'd like to see I think dining is, is changing a little bit in some ways I mean at least I know it is for me and my friends uh, when we go out we like we don't like to sit down to one big meal. Okay. Um, so we like places that have like a large selection of appetizers. So in terms of what I think we need, would probably be like a, a tapas place mm -hmm. or a place that specializes in, in small small plates that, you know, you can buy a bunch of those, you can share, you can share yeah. a bottle of wine, people can have cocktails. Um, so I, I think I'd like to see more of that type of dining. That would be fun. I would go for that. Yeah. yeah. And then it doesn't limit you to just one place either. Right, you can hop around. Yeah. Had a very fun date night not too long ago where we actually did like a an appetizer tour and yep. thought that was a blast. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so. I've done that for some friends where we, um, you know, I kind of take the lead and just organize it and go from spot to spot. Yeah. Got to keep everyone on a timetable though. You, you are the pro of that. Well, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now booking tours. Right. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad you could spare a few minutes to come in and chat with Absolutely. us a little bit. Thank you. Before we end, have we mentioned how grateful we are that you're spending time with us? Each time you listen, download, or even better, subscribe to our podcast, you're helping support us in our mission to give York something better to talk about. For more information on Our York Media and our Good News Initiative, you can visit ouryorkmedia.com. The Our York Media podcast is produced by Will Hanlon and Ken Brueggemann. I'm Rebecca Hanlon. Thanks so much for listening.